0: Do the Cowboys need to bring in a veteran running back behind Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your locked team on. every locked day. On. Locked locked on. On. Locked on. On. Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am Marcus Mosier. Follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how you doing today, sir? Good.
1: Let's talk some running backs. Uh, I'm excited to kind of get through this and and talk about some of the guys at your favorite position. Uh, and I'm assuming we're going to talk the most today about Ezekiel Elliott and about how great he is and how much you love him.
0: It's a very, very nice segue. Uh, yeah, we are going to talk about all the running backs on the roster, including uh, a couple of fullbacks. So we got a lot of players to talk about. Let's start with the the best running back on the team. Oh boy! Now we're going to start with Zeke. Ezekiel uh, Elliott going into year seven. I will admit, I went walk back and watched all of Zeke's touches from 2021. Um, and it was pretty clear to me that he was significantly quicker in the first four to five games yeah. of the season than we've seen him, I would say, at least over the last two or three seasons, at least. And then he got the injury. And then after yeah. the injury, we're talking about somebody it's... who was tough, tough, tough to watch out there. But what are your expectations for Zeke now that we're going into year seven? I actually – yeah, you know, I, I think – there's a lot of, of hand-wringing
1: going around Zeke. I mean, there's a lot, lot, there's always a lot of hand-wringing going around along around Zeke. Uh, you know, the from the 22-mile-an-hour comments to just the general thing. You know, I believe the 22-mile-an-hour comment because, again, for the reasons that you just mentioned, when we watched Zeke last season, before the PCL entry, he looked great. And I think that we all just kind of erased that part of our memory Because it got overwritten by what we saw from Zeke after the PCL injury, right? And 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 I can understand that because post PCL injury, Zeke looked like Zeke from previous seasons, where he just looked like slow and worn down and didn't have the same burst that he had had earlier in the season. So, uh, you know, now that he's healed from that. I, I expect a return to something close to that. Now, I don't know that you can rely on that for the entire season. I mean, there certainly is another chance he gets banged up and that happens again. But I, I think if you're asking me what I expect from Zeke, I expect him to look closer to what he looked like at the beginning of the year last year because he still kept that weight off. It still seems like he's serious about, you know, kind of uh, uh, playing at a little uh, lower weight, increases speed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect him to kind of return to form to that version, uh, closer than what we, what we saw at the end of the year. And I think that if you can combine that with another kind of a little bit healthier dose of Tony Pollard, I think you've got a really great running back group. And and, and I think there's a lot of things you can do with that group and it's a very versatile group. So, um, I look forward to what Zeke's, you know, to so actually seeing Zeke yep. with his new helmet and training yep. camp, uh, and and see if he's got that kind of speed uh, back, that quickness back that we had, saw in the early part of last
0: season. Yeah, and, and the numbers back up this too. Like in the first yeah. six games of the season, even including an eleven carry for thirty three yard game against Tampa Bay, who had the best run defense in football, he yeah. was averaging five point one yards per carry, which that rivals what he did as a rookie, right? Like that's that's incredible. But in the following 11 games, 3.5 yards per carry. That is well, well below league average. And actually, that's the lowest yards per carry of any running back that had at least 100 carries. So you can see the difference there. You're talking about getting a top two or three running back in the first month and a half of the season versus arguably the worst running back in the league. What's he going to look like in 2022? My guess is probably somewhere between that. I know those are two wide ranges. but Yeah, that's pretty wide range. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's just this is what happens to running backs when they get older, right? Yeah. They can look really good in spurts, and they can look really good when they're healthy, but they just they start to break down a little bit more. And I don't know how preventable a PCL injury or anything like that is, but it seems like when you get to age 27, 28 with running backs and you have this many touches on your body, you're just more susceptible – They'll allow these things to tamper your 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 game, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's wear and tear. I mean, the, the,
1: the truth of the matter is, is that you know, for years and years and years, he kind of avoided these kind of injuries, and that you know, as you start to get them, they start they can start to pile on you, right? And the, and lower body injuries for a running back are, you know, that's once you start getting the chain of those, it's the beginning of the end. Now, you know, the question that now becomes. I don't have any doubts that Zeke can be uh, uh, back to where he was at the beginning part of last year. The question is, how long is that going to last? You know, like, is, is, is that something that he can maintain throughout the season? I think it can be, if he doesn't, if he can avoid kind of those sort of, you know, I mean, that was an injury he played through, you know, an and, and and, yeah, and I think that that was, it, it, this isn't like a, 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 a Nick or something like that. So, you know, and I think the Cowboys made a decision to kind of continue to let allow him to play at that same rate and, and decide not to kind of throttle him down. And look, I, you know, I can see how after watching the early part of the season, you wanted to kind of give Zeke the benefit of the doubt. But I think by the end of the year, they should have known that, hey, this wasn't working out. He needs yeah. to rest. Like yeah. it's, it's – so, uh, you know, here's hoping that he doesn't have to deal with that kind of lower body, you know, that specifically severe kind of PCL injury and you know if he is gonna kind of main if he is gonna take on kind of bumps and bruises, which is normal for a running back, that it's kind of more in that sort of nature of pulls and strains as opposed yep. to, you know, the PCL issue that he dealt with. It clearly, I mean, had a very pronounced effect on his game. Uh, you know, after I think he got the injury in October, right? So yeah. every every Before everything October. after, <laughs> yeah. So
0: everything after that was not great. I should mention was there's a lot of indicators here that he's just trending in the wrong direction, and that's, Not really surprising considering, again, he's going to be 27 uh, in July. He's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. But his rushing yards per game have now gone down in every season since his rookie year. His rushing attempts have gone down every single game from 24.2 to 13.9, which, by the way, I think 14 to 15 is kind of where he should be at any way at this stage of his career, especially when you consider the other running back on the roster. But yards per carry has – it's dropped quite a bit the yards per touch have dropped now in four straight seasons i i just think the days of 2016 2018 zeke are probably gone despite what he looked like early in
1: 2021 i i i'm a little bit higher on him than that i think that he can return to not i'm not 2016 zeke But I think that what we can, I mean, you saw what you just talked about. He was averaging over five and a half carries, yards of carry, you know, before he got injured. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a possibility he can get to that five yard of carry range and kind of maintain that if he can stay not PCL injured healthy, you know? Uh, But I, I, I do agree that he's not going to, uh, ever be that same player he was in 2016 2017 the the the, whatever fountain of youth that you could find at at running back it's it's always temporary so he may have a brief resurgence and then again you know as he makes his way towards the dreaded 28 years of age as a running back uh then you know it's going to start looking uh more and more you know incapable of, yeah. of kind of keeping up that same level of performance.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and transition to the whole reason why we're doing this show anyways to talk about Tony Pollard as much as possible. But before we get there, I want to tell you guys about athletic greens. I've been on athletic greens since about March and I absolutely love it. It's been uh it has a very mild yet tropical taste that I actually look forward to having every morning. So what is in this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1 You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals to help your day start off right. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than the morning coffee that you get. Uh, Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially considering that we're heading into flu, cold, allergy season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D in five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health. All right, let's talk about Tony Pollard, who eclipsed a 1,000 total yards for the first year of his career. He had 130 carries, which was the most rushed attempts in his career. He had 39 receptions. And yet I still think he is wildly underused in this offense. What are your thoughts on Pollard entering year four?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the idea is is to kind of use uh, Pollard more and, and to use him uh, uh, with a, another uptick from, from last year. Um, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, we've been talking about this for quite a while. Hopefully the idea is that they get him involved in the passing game a little bit more um, and that they use a little bit more of the personnel grouping that involve both him and Zeke on the field at the same time. Um, you know, I just think that there are so many different areas that Pollard can get more touches and, and, and more different, a whole bunch of different ways to get him the football and, and, and try to help, help him create uh, it, and, and I don't think it necessarily needs to just be more touches in the run game, though I do think that more touches in the run game would be would be beneficial. Um, I think, you know, getting him involved in the past game. I mean, again, just to remind everyone, he, he came in basically as a receiver more than this a running back in college. So he has those kind of skills. I think that the Cowboys should try to continue to cultivate that. And I think that, you know, like there are, you know, there's some speculation, you know, and I've heard some people kind of poo-poo the idea like oh. this is, this is not really a, a, a good replacement. You know, he's not a wide receiver and, and all that. I don't think that the idea is that he's going to be running choice routes. You know, I, I'm not running him uh, a, a slot fades with to Tony Pollard down the mm-hmm. field. I think the idea is that you get him open quickly or you get him open in a um, in a in an outlet sort of way, and that getting Tony Pollard the ball in space with the with you know with already on the move is better than getting. I mean, frankly, almost any wide receiver or or you know, yep. anybody else on the team with the ball in space on the move. So I, I think the idea is not to play a running back at wide receiver or think that a running back can. I don't know, take the place of Amari Cooper. I think the idea is that you play, you're you doing this to give Pollard more, Pollard specifically, not just running backs, but Pollard, the opportunity to get the ball on the move in space and, and to create yak opportunities. Because I think that's, like I said, we talked about it all last year. Let's give Dak the easy button. How do we find ways to give Dak the easy button? Getting Pollard the ball in space, you know, for a quick four to five, six, seven yards, that's hitting the easy button. That's giving, setting yourself up to, uh, uh, you know, get ahead of the sticks on on a quick dump off when nothing's open down the field. That's that's a that's an easy way to get a mismatch or or to create a potential big play that could score suddenly because Pollard's so great mm-hmm. at, at breaking tackles and getting loose. So, uh, I think. They need to find a way to better avail themselves of his skill set, which is not just turning around and handing him the ball or pitching him the ball outside. It's let's see him more on jet sweeps. Let's see him more running some kind of routes from the slot. Let's see him more coming out of the backfield and running routes. I think those are all ways that you can marry a creative offensive coordinator with a, uh, a, a yak weapon that could really you know give a huge boost to this offense.
0: I just think the Cowboys need to find ways to get him the ball. And I, and I hear the arguments on Twitter all the time that, listen, he's not as good of a pass protector as Ezekiel Elliott. That's fine. He's not as good of an inside runner as Ezekiel Elliott. That's fine. What I know is over the last three years, nobody has hit a big play, which is a 20-yard reception or a 10-yard run at a higher rate than Tony Pollard. I think that stat can be a little noisy on a one-year sample size, but we've got three years of data. It shows he just creates big plays whenever he touches the ball. He had the second most big plays in the Cowboys team last year behind only CeeDee Lamb, and he had 160 touches. Like, they should be trying to get this guy 220 touches a season because he's just so dynamic with football in his hands. And if it means giving up a little bit as an inside runner and a little bit in pass protect- protection, I think that's okay because – you mentioned it. I, I think he's so dynamic with the ball in his hands that you trust him more than most receivers in the entire NFL. So why not try to find ways to get him more touches?
1: <clears throat> I will push back a little bit here because I do think he's n- he's more than just not good at pass protection. I think he's he's pretty bad at it. Like, I mean, okay. and to the and point where... But, it, but there's and, other and running backs what, in the
0: league that are bad in pass protection. That, that, I think that that's are absolutely good.
1: true. I think the the what I, and what I'm what I'm I'm not criticizing him. What I'm actually going to criticize is that the Cowboys need to find a way to get him on the field for passing situations where he's not pass protecting. Yeah. Like if that means if that means moving him into the slot pre snap or just ha- not having him as part of your protection plan right. on a regular Have, basis.
0: The, the then that's what don't you need to waste do. Alvin Kamara. Pass pro, right? They use him as part of the reason that teams can't blitz, right? Because as soon as you bring the fifth or sixth rusher, they're throwing a little pass out to, to Kamara in the flat and he's taking it for 15 yards, right? Do things like that where you, you know, can you can kind of limit your exposure to him, you know, taking on linebackers and safeties and that kind of stuff.
1: And this is the hope that if with an improved offensive line, with a, maybe a little more stout up front offensive line, you can do more five protection schemes, and especially, and also with the with the healthier DAC, I think you can do more five man protection schemes, not have to worry about having your running back in as much. Look, they're still going to want Zeke in, in, you know, in six six man protection schemes when they're blocking. I understand he's probably the best pass blocking. A running back in the league. He may be one of the best pass blocking uh, running backs in history. Uh, but I think that, you know, that should not mean that those are the only types of roles for your running backs in the passing game. Pollard's a different type of player that should be taken advantage of. Use his skill set instead of trying to ham fist him into Zeke's role uh, on you know, a third down situation when that's, he, he's a different type of player.
0: All right, Landon, the next player that we need to talk about, Rico dabble. Uh, this is one of your guys. I feel like, I, I feel like you taking taking ownership of him pretty quickly in the process. So I, I, the floor is yours. Go ahead and tell us about Rico. Well, I mean, I didn't really claim, I didn't realize that I had claimed him so heavily, but yeah, I
1: mean, I think Rico is a guy that, you know, came out of South Carolina, um, you know, kind of went under the radar. Clearly there was some sort of, uh, you know, disagreement with the coaching staff there. Some kind of, they obviously did not see it eye to eye. Uh, he didn't get uh, the opportunity that it feels like he should have just based on what we are seeing from him post draft or post him coming into the NFL. This is a guy that is, you know, small, you know, he's he's explosive. He's powerful. He's uh, he's you know a little bit smaller, but he's got, you know, that good speed. He's got good, you know, uh, sh- good hips, despite we'll talk about his hip injury. We'll see. Uh, but I think he has some kind of you know some some kind of t- Tony Pollard to his game a little bit where he's explosive, he can take it, and he's he's a threat with the with his uh with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, I, I think he is still developing. Um, I think that was clearly last year was really gonna be a big year for him, I think, because it was gonna be an opportunity I, I felt like that they were gonna maybe even potentially give him some snaps um, on offense without injury, you know. Um and then, unfortunately, he got a pretty serious hip injury, and um, it's it's the kind of thing that he's still sort of rehabbing from. I don't think he's back yet, from what we've heard. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back in the tra- in the training camp. I, I, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Dowdle's at an interesting point in his career, right? Because you know they they've they've got uh, Ryan Nall, who they signed, who is you know we'll talk about him in a bit, but. I, I I do think that, you know, they want Dowdle to take that third running back job. They want him to be that guy. Uh, the, the question is, is that can he recover from that injury in time to kind of earn that spot back? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are they going to either have to hand it to Ryan Nall with maybe another veteran signed in um, or, you know, what, what's, what's going to, what is it going to look like in training camp? So, you know, the thing with Dowdle is that he at this point has a huge uh, uh, spectrum of, of outcomes that could happen to him, whether it's being the third running back on this team or potentially being cut. Like, I, I, I think it's all going to depend on exactly how his rehab went, how quickly he can get back to that kind of speed that, and, and explosiveness that he had earlier, um, and, and whether that he's kind of find, found a way, despite having a hip injury, to kind of take another step in his game. Because um, I know that the Cowboys like him a lot, and I think he has shown the ability to kind of physical
0: ability to play in this league if he needs to. It's, it's a make or break year for him, right? He'll be 24 by the time training camp kips, kicks off. He needs to make an impact. He needs to have a really good training camp because if he doesn't, I don't think the Cowboys are just going to keep him on the roster because they kind of like him. Like they'll, they'll either yeah. have to go out and get somebody else, they'll, they'll promote uh, Nall a little bit, maybe they'll use some more uh, Nick Ralston. Uh, we'll see, but I think he's probably the favorite to be the third running back right now, but oh. it's certainly not etched in stone or anything like Absolutely. that. It's, he's got to earn his spot
1: on the team. They've given him a runway to, 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 earn the job, but there's still
0: a lot of stuff that he's got to be able to overcome,
1: you know, on his own in order yep. to do it.
0: Yep. Uh, all right, let's Absolutely. keep moving on. We've got a lot of running backs still to still talk about. Jaquan Hardy, Hardy, uh, who we saw last year during training camp and during the preseason uh, he was on the practice squad for most of the year. He was a hard knocks favorite. What do you think about Hardy going into year two? Uh, he was UDFA last year. Year two, are you excited about him at all? I'm not. Like, I, like, I, look, I, I think he's seems
1: like a good guy. So when I'm root, rooting for, you know, all that, but it's like he's undersized. He's not explosive. Not speed. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of speed. He's not going to play special teams really for you. What are we doing here honestly?
0: To That's me, smart. he feels like the type of running back that you keep on the practice squad for another year because if you need somebody to come in and give you snaps, he can do it and it can be admirable and he can play hard and he's going to run tough. But I don't think he gives your offense any boost, right? He's not elevating the players around you. He's not somebody that defenses have to worry about. It's just he can do a workman type job.
1: Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand these kinds of of players on the team. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're a down roster running back, be a special teams ace or be an incredibly explosive athlete. Don't be neither. Like yeah. I, no offense to Hardy, but it's just, he, yeah. Like he's def- special. Uh, uh, I think he's, you know, practice squad is his ceiling, right? Like, so.
0: He probably uh, needs a really good camp and preseason to earn a spot on the practice squad even though they've they've remained having 16 players on the practice squad there's a whole bunch of new running backs that just came into you know <laughs> they came into the equation now right
1: we've, we've got other uh unathletic running backs that we can uh, have as our third running back if if we wanted to davis he's younger than uh than yeah Jaquan Hardy, so. oh sorry oh wow <laughs> uh yeah so i think you know i i I don't get it with Hardy. Like it it feels like a pet cat situation to me.
0: Um, We'll see. I don't know. I mean, maybe he makes a big leap in year two and he just becomes more comfortable in the scheme. But I think, I think you're probably right. But he still comes in the same package,
1: right? He's still undersized, still not fast, still not quick, you know? So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Uh, The Cowboys also have two other running backs on the roster right now. Malik Davis, Aaron Shampkin, but I want to talk about the fullbacks because you love fullbacks. Uh we got a little bit of a battle here, right? Yeah. Nall and Nick Ralston. Nall is the probably the better special team or the better pure runner. Um what do you think about that battle?
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's interesting because much like uh, uh the I mean this is the modern fullback uh uh, uh depth chart battle, right? Where they're yep. not actually competing with each other, honestly. I mean because really what Ryan Nall does is that he has the potential to be your third running back, your fourth running back if you want, and be a fullback with mm-hmm. some special teams. Ralston is more of a pure fullback type with special teams prowess, right? So I think Nall is a guy who can play special teams, has played a lot of special teams before, whereas I feel like Ralston like is a more kind of physical uh, a player, more you know, uh, kind of a t- tough, lo- almost more linebacker type fullback. Who is who you actually feel like could dig out linebackers, dig out defensive linemen in the hole. I think if you're asking me who the better fullback is, like just as that position goes, I would assume it would be Ralston because Ra- Nall has done some of that but not a lot of that. He's more of a pure running back. I would say that Nall is kind of more mm-hmm. – your and I and I compared it to him before Rod Smith type of fullback where a hybrid, he's, right? yeah a hybrid he can play fullback he can line up there he can block um but I think that you know for the most part he's gonna make his offensive hey catching the football being a, a runner uh, you know, being a physical presence with the football in his hands as opposed to being a guy who's you know pancaking defensive tackles as they're lining up in an eye formation.
0: Jameez Olawali, yeah, I mean, although he's a better runner than Olawali ever was, yeah, maybe he's not quite the
1: athlete that Olawali was, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think that he's probably a, he's more of a running back. I, I again, I think Rod Smith is, yeah, Rod is Smith's very. you know like i mean he's a bigger dude he's he's got more finesse to his game for someone that's that's that size than you normally see um so and there's there's not quite the same physicality to his game uh, that that you would normally expect from somebody in that package
0: all right Uh, as always we're going to run through some free agents just to see if there's anybody out there that would interest you landon uh because i do think the RB3 spot is up for grabs, whether it is Jaquan Hardy, whether it's Rico, whether it's Ryan Nall. But here are the free agents out there. David Johnson, Jalen Rashard, Devontae Booker, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman. Peyton Barber is at least a little bit interesting because he can play on special teams on passing downs. Jarek McKinnon, Corey Clement, who the Cowboys had last year, who played a lot of snaps. Um, and then Justin Jefferson, or Justin Jackson, uh on Bell. anybody there interest you? I mean
1: honestly, Barbara and Clement do because I mean you're playing a role. You're, you're not really yeah. necessarily being being brought in here to to, to come in and, and compete. And and you know the, the truth of the matter is whoever it is, I can't imagine that they're coming in you know before like two weeks before you know the season starts. Yeah. I, I have to I have to imagine they're gonna give all these young guys every
0: single opportunity to take these snaps. Um, unless they get injured obviously I think Peyton Barber's likely going to do exactly what he did last year wait until about week four or week five and then sign a deal with the team that needs a running back and just kind of get paid week by week and go to a situation where we're gonna, he's going to play he did that last year with the Raiders ended up uh, playing 11 games for them um, and got a lot of touches so I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys do something like that I also think they just want to see what the UDFAs have. I'd rather give those guys as many snaps as possible. And if you need to go pick up Peyton Barber or Jalen Richard in September, you can't because they'll be available, along with probably nine other veteran running backs that are currently on teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, there's there's never going to be a shortage of, of capable running backs on the street, you know. Uh, so I, I think –
0: are you saying that you're running not... backs are like replaceable and you can just kind of shuffle them in and out
1: at a certain level? Yes, they are. It's kind of oh. like wide receivers. Oh. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, at a certain point, yeah, they they are interchangeable because there's tons of them. There are, um, tons them. and so I think that you know, at a certain level, if you're looking for. You know, wider. I mean, running back three. Then, uh, then you could probably you know find that guy on the street without too much problem. You know, no matter what point of the year it is, I think those guys, they come out every single year, and uh, and and they're they're
0: waiting on the street for someone to pick them up. Absolutely. Uh, All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now make uh, for your second listen the Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders. Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, just like wherever you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you guys next time.